We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Shadow Cameron, John Ritchie. We'll be heavy on the 1 o'clock hour phone calls here. I know a lot of people want to get involved. We want to hear from you on uh, just one of the worst losses in Philly sports history. And certainly one that is shocking because I didn't see it coming and most of us didn't see it coming. James, I know you got some information there. What do you got? Yeah, uh, Josh Weinfuss, who covers the Arizona Cardinals for ESPN, uh, we heard before Adam Schefter say that Jonathan Gannon is expected to interview for the Cardinals job today. Uh, Josh Weinfuss adds that, says, adding to this, a source told me that the Cardinals have focused their head coaching search on Gannon and Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo. The source also said Arizona could make a decision tonight. <laughs> the decision hey. tonight part's the irritating thing, because that means everything's been in motion. Oh, yeah. Which means John's theory that the Eagles coordinators might have been less focused. I'm not going to say unfocused, yeah. but less focused. I, I think Divided focus yeah. throughout this preparation. Yeah. That's the way it looked. You know, I I don't want to be quick to judge here, but that is the way it seemed to me. And look, if if I'm the Cardinals, I'm going Anarumo. I mean, l- just watch the game last night. And it I wa- if Gannon doesn't get hired, are we going to accept him at any point? Like like I I think he was sort of out of the woods with all of us, the Eagle fan base, heading into this game. Yeah, where. There was some belief that that's been dashed. I'm not as point. big picture down on him as many, though. So I, do you really think we as a fan base will accept him? A lot of returning people in Philadelphia. A lot of people won't, but I would. James, yeah. would you? Oh, I'm praying Arizona hires him like they can't hire him fast enough. It's really get out of my city. Imagine. Dude. Just get out of my city. Like I, he's not the worst defensive coordinator ever, but he's not good. Like he's not good. He doesn't he doesn't lift anyone up. He doesn't do anything great. Like I've never, we've never watched a game and been like, oh, Gannon, Gannon. See, here's the so one. It's like, oh, we got super talented players on defense, and they did good against bad quarterbacks. The one thing, though, James, I'll disagree with you on that. Uh, they did a lot of stunts this year. We don't get into that as a topic, but yeah, they, the, they did like a the lot most of stuff. Talented to, group. Uh, I know in the potentially. Like, I, I thought he did a nice job though, helping those guys get to the quarterback. I mean, it's a lot of natural talent up there. I, that's what I thought. Let's go to the phones. But in the biggest game, in the biggest uh, John, game of them all, he didn't give those guys and again, the help that they needed. Yeah, and we talked about the quarterback thing, and we poo-pooed it, but, like, sorry, like, every single time this guy has faced a good quarterback, he's come up small. Every single time. Yeah, I get it. All right, let's go to Will in Northeast Philadelphia. Hi, Will. Go Tron. Will. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I understand, man. Like, um, very disappointed. But um, we kind of, like, we, we should have expected – I mean, I know we didn't want to, but we knew it was either going to be the offensive coach or the defense. You know, and, you know, like I said, chess, man, our biggest opponent is ourselves. And we kind of like I, – I, I really want to say the defense, man, because 
Jalen Hurts, the offensive line, like they played the hell of a game. They played all the way into the end, man. They never gave up. Well, man. not the O line. The, the O line did not play a great game, but but Jalen Hurts did a lot of great things. Yeah, but I think the defense like Selvis, man. Like, um, and, and you remember, um, like a couple couple days ago, a few days ago, um, when I said something about that three point, uh. You know, if it come down to three points, I'm really worried. And you was like, well, are you scared? And now I can admit, yeah, I was scared that this was going to happen. That's why I said it. You know, um, I was just being a realist, man, mm-hmm. because I looked at how, you know, um, you know, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs play, man. They almost like the Patriots in a way because a lot of they like for the for the Super Bowls, the Patriots won by a field goal, man. And and I feel as though like they built their team almost identical. You know, as far as the tight end, they got a great tight end, a, a, a pretty decent run game. Like, and I kind of like we had to play them like that, man. But um, hats off to you know Jalen Hurts, you know, um, and the you know the offensive line, man. I mean, they did what they had to do, man. They they got us scores, and you know, Jalen. They actually it, they man. actually didn't. Well, listen, I agree with almost everything you're saying except the O line. The o, the O line did not do what they had to do. There there was free there was free runners coming in from the Chiefs where the Eagles didn't pick him up. And the Eagles did not run the ball good last night. I mean, Jalen ended up having a lot of rushing yards because he had to do Jalen put the cape on, be Superman guy. And we'll appreciate the call. I mean, Jalen did that stuff. But just traditional bread and butter running. And, yeah, yeah sure, Miles Sanders was culpable to an extent, clearly, with, with some bad decisions with the ball. But the Eagles offensive line, I mean, they played one of their, if not their worst game of the season. Yes. Against the Chiefs team that was considered extremely average. I expected it to be a dominant showing, especially in the second half. When it didn't happen in the first half that we were really leaning into them, I thought for sure with 22 minutes o'clock in that first half, we will wear them down. And then the second half was like a mirror image of the first where they just controlled the clock and we didn't have a chance to do that. So let's get to the Twitter poll question of the day. There's a lot of things we could have had in here for what is the biggest reason why the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. I mean, you only get four choices on Twitter. We didn't have Eagles O-line struggles. We didn't have Nick Sirianni, and he struggled in a lot of ways. We didn't have that Andy Reid coached a great game. There's a lot of things we could have had in here is what is the biggest reason why the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. The four we chose were Jonathan Gannon, everything with him, defensive players, everything with their miscues and not getting to the quarterback and blowing assignments and all that stuff. The greatness of Patrick Mahomes, which is getting dramatically undersold, and the horrible penalty call against James Bradbury, which technically was a penalty, but not one that should have been thrown. John, what do you think won this poll? Biggest reason why the Eagles lost the Super Bowl? I think Gannon wins. Gannon does win. With what percentage? 61%. Nice job. 57. 57% Gannon, 30% defensive players, 7% Mahomes greatness, 6% 6% call on Bradbury. All right, let me ask both of you guys a question. Put your national perspective on. This poll is done in uh, Kentucky. This poll is done in uh, Denver. This poll is done in California. This poll is done in Dallas. Not Dallas. Texas, let's call it. I know Texas is Dallas, but you know what I mean. I don't know Cowboys nonsense. Um, Mahomes would have won the poll, right? Absolutely. I think so, at least. I think so, too, James. I think the guy or gal in Idaho says the reason the Chiefs won the game, biggest reason is Patrick Mahomes. 
Now, look, they don't look at it the way we do. They're not as focused on the things we're focused on and how the Eagles normally play. But they sit there and watch that game last night and say not only did Mahomes beat an, uh, a superior team, but he did it after re-injuring the ankle and having to find a way to fight through a situation where we didn't even know if he was going to be able to move in the second half. Mm-hmm. That guy is great, man. 215-592-9494 to Jake in West Philadelphia. Hi, Jake. Hey, man. Bad day. Uh, Got to empty this bucket because it hurts because you don't know when you're ever going to get back there, if you're ever going to get back Correct. There. And to be up by 10 at the half in the Super Bowl, I mean, that's that's worse than the Phillies uh, having that lead in the World in the World Series in games and another game at home and then getting, you know, then getting no hit. But um, this thing with Gannon – I know on a macro level, uh, he does well because you look at the points and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes you just got to change something up to get off the field. And all year long, people have been calling and saying that. It wasn't so much that they, that they always wanted to see a bliss. They just, you just have to have some things that you do a little different so they can get off the field. So that's the one thing on Gannon. The other, on the offensive end, um, I know you guys were praising Spagnola earlier, but, I mean, the Eagles – scored 35 points, yeah. and it wasn't like they had a lot of short fields. I think they only had one short field because of a return. So as, as much of a genius as people saying Spagnola uh, is, it didn't show yesterday. I mean, you're not supposed to give up 35 points. Like yeah, well, here's what I'd say to you, Jake. I, I agree. Look, this is not like Spagnola with the Giants beating the Patriots, and he, he just decoded the whole thing. It's not that, but he did enough. He did enough coupled with his team's offense to help them win the game. Okay, and the other thing you were saying, have we ever seen a worse call? I mean, <clears throat> you must have a short memory, man. I mean, a few years ago in the playoffs, the NFL actually changed the rules so that you could challenge when a pass No, I was, saying, I was saying Eagles. I oh, was saying, okay. have we in, our, in the last 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, however old everybody is, have you seen a worse call against a Philadelphia sports team? And my that, answer is absolutely not. That I don't know, but I'm but I'm gonna tell you right now, man. Just whining about the call, it is not a good look. It it it, it was a hold. They didn't have to call it, but they did. And what are they supposed to do at the end of games? Like not make a call? Like oh, we don't want the ref to decide the game. Well, if they don't make a call, you could argue that yeah. that decides it as well. But the other thing I want to say on Steichen, you know. Um, it would help sometimes if you just design running plays for the running backs that aren't based on a zone read. Like, it seems as if he's given over uh, a lot of responsibility of the offense to let's have the quarterback decide after the ball is snapped. You're right. So I think he gets a lot of credit for things that he's not really doing. It's like he's put yep. the onus of the uh, play design and calling on the quarterback by making so much of the offense something that he decides. Listen, and Jay, will, great, uh, great, great, great call. Your, uh, you're, you're, off the air. you got it, hey, buddy. Be careful on that morning show, man. There's a lot of weirdos to call up during that time. <laughs> hey, Jake, do me a favor. Call us more often. You're a spectacular caller, man. All right, thanks. See you, buddy. Like, he had a lot of great points in there. Obviously, a ton is put on Hurts. Every game, every series, a ton is put on him. As far as the call, let me be really clear on the Bradbury thing. Um, while I have bemoaned the timing of the call on Bradbury. That is not even close to my main point. My point on the Bradbury call is I did not think it was enough action to be the right call. 
I would have thought the same thing if there was three minutes to go in the first quarter. Right. I would have thought the same thing if it was the first play of the first of the first quarter. If they I just didn't think it was it, enough. If they called it that way earlier in the game, you know, sometimes you'll have uh, groups of officials who are a little more ticky tack. Yes, and and so and and then throughout the course of a game, those DBs they figure it out. They see what they can get away with and what they can't. The problem with this call is that it was inconsistent, that they were letting that stuff go earlier in the game, and then suddenly, when it mattered most, and you're about to decide whether you're going to allow the Eagles a minute and 20 seconds to try to even the thing up or give them four seconds to try to even the thing up, it seems like the answer is pretty obvious from, you know, like, which would make this a, a better game from the NFL's perspective? Yeah, but the ref can't think that. It does I, rob us but the, in the ref, nation no, of that. It robs us of that. But the ref needs to think, how have I called this? How I have agree, we John. as a group called this? Let's stay consistent. I, dude, and I, they weren't. I agree with you 100%. And I'll just make this analogy based on the AFC Championship game when Mahomes got the call sidelines and it was, you know, late hit or unnecessary roughness or whatever it was officially called on. I thought that was the proper call because I thought he was enough out of bounds. It was to me, it was pretty egregious. I thought that 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 Bengals. You know, I know someone if they're listening to us and not a fan of the Eagles, they're like, oh, you're just a homer. No, I don't think I'm being a homer here. I think I'm telling you, Mahomes was clearly out of bounds in the FC title game, and it was the proper call, even though it was late. I just thought the the the, the call on Bradbury. I mean, think of it this way: was as light. Yeah. As the action can be to have a penalty. You think Jalen Hurts gets that call in that situation? You Wait, know, which one? Mahomes, the, the Bradbury The Bradbury call. one? Patrick Mahomes, after the play, he's pointing, he's you know yelling at the officials, hey, look, there's, there's a hold, there's a hold. Do you think with the way officials treat yeah. Patrick Mahomes, he got preferential treatment there. I think there could be something it could to be. that. I don't know. It could be. We know stars can get that, especially when they have relationships with those refs born out of three, sure. five, seven, ten years. In this case with Mahomes, it's about five or six years. You got some relationships with the refs. Be a nice guy to them. Hey, hey, Frank. Good to see you, Frank. Yep, looking forward to the game. Hey, thanks, Frank. Good luck to you, too, man. You know, Good stuff. And you could you could say Jalen doesn't have the cachet to get that type of call, the Look, game-changing call. We've seen it for years. We saw it with Michael Jordan. We saw it with Larry Bird. I mean, stars get calls. It, was that a factor? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Let's talk to Mike right now. Mike, you're on WIP. It's an empty, sad day today, guys. Yes, it is, man. You know, it. Um, I was telling uh, James when I called in that uh, – you know, this was a this was a five month long party, and we were enjoying every step of the way, and it it just ended like it just it just ended not the way it was supposed to end. It was, you know, it this was supposed to be this was supposed to be the dawn of a new day in Philly sports um, for the city of Philadelphia for the Eagles franchise. This was supposed to be a history where you know what we've made the the elite ranks like we're we're damn good, but we were supposed yeah. to put the stamp on what was a historic season yeah. and then look forward to the next few years of like, you know what we are, we're, the, we're amongst the best franchises of all time. And yep. that's what really, really sings. And like, you know, for me, like this was like my first, you know, Super Bowl with my kids. Like my kids were, you know, they were like seven and nine for the, for the last one. And they kind of liked football. They didn't really get it. Like, but now like they're into it. And 
you know, sharing, um, you know, just sharing the experience with them. Like, cause you know, my father and I, we never really kind of watched the whole stuff together. We, just, we didn't have that relationship. And, you know, it, um, it really hurt. Cause you know, we, we, we went, we came down and we watched the games, you know, outside of Philly, not deep in Philly, but we watched it. Cause I wanted to be around the people, you yeah, know, like I said, in New York, there's no one to really watch it with. And I wasn't going to go to the sports bar. I wanted to be around all the people and, and enjoy what was supposed to be just a magical day. And to see us come up, you know, flat in so many ways. And look, I have my short list of people that, you know, I, I'm going to, you know, kill throughout the week. And I'll, I'll say that for a later date. It's just, uh, I can't believe we were so unprepared in so many ways. And um, mm-hmm. I just feel bad for, I just feel bad for everybody because uh, we were really ready to take this feeling of this franchise and of, of, of sports in Philly just to another level. And it just, I can't believe it just well, it didn't happen. Yeah. Listen, Mike, I think your sentiments are probably echoed in the hearts and minds of everybody listening. And I'll tell you another thing that we, we haven't touched on today, but we'll certainly be talking about it in the, in the weeks and months ahead. They, they will probably not have this level of quality roster. Now it doesn't mean they can't win a Super Bowl in the future in the next five to 10 years, but they will probably not have this quality of a roster for a long I agree. time, for a long I time. Agree. I, agree, um, I mean, they had a tremendous advantage there. The other thing I'd say is this was a very unique season in which things were really aligned to make it easier on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And that, that included, I mean, an easy schedule in the regular season with a lot of garbage quarterbacks that played against the Eagles that included a ridiculously fraudulent first playoff opponent in the Giants, who who really were just a, basically an average team. That included mm-hmm. a second playoff game in which the opposing team lost both their quarterbacks and then had no chance to win. Granted, the Eagles caused them, and uh, and Mike appreciate the call. And that included when you do get to the championship round, you're facing a team. I mean, it's a great Chiefs team, but it's not a historically great team. They they don't have what you'd call the most. Um, loaded roster by any means, and their best player had a severely sprained high ankle injury. I, I, I don't know how you can sort of like write it up any better, easy-wise. Mm-hmm. And they blew that chance. Yep, the best team that we will see probably – Ever best it, roster? It's a maybe ever. ever. It, it's I would say I would we just know say it'll this. be worse next year. It'll be worse next year, and I would just say there's a great chance. Don't expect this level of roster for at least ten years, fifteen. I mean, it can come around. It's possible. We've seen it. We just saw it this year. You can do it. But once Jalen starts making the money, it's tough, man. And, and I'll tell you, as you lose guys, if, if you don't have dudes ready to step, look, do we feel feel pretty confident on Cam Jurgens? I think so. We don't know if Kelsey's gone, but when that day comes, I mean, based on what he showed in the preseason, looked pretty good, looked really good. Do I feel that same level on N'Kobe Dean? No. Do I feel that same level on Jordan Davis? No. So, you know. Absolutely it, not with Jordan Davis. No, I mean, Jordan Davis played 10 plays last night. I didn't even notice him. He was obviously a, a big disappointment this year. Coaching staff didn't trust him. They barely played him. So, you know, it, it's going to get harder. Let's talk to Ken in South Jersey. What's up, Ken? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, Ken. Hey, buddy. Hey, Joe, I, I was one of the people that uh, had the pleasure of speaking to you on Saturday, and uh, I just have to say, you know, what a class maneuver by you. And, you know, it, it's indicative of your commitment to the product that you're putting out there, that, that you're spending your time on a Saturday evening calling, calling people 
uh, to thank them. So um, I'm looking forward to the morning show coming thank up you. here because I'm, I'm sure the quality is going to stay the, right where it is. Thanks, buddy. <clears throat> I am uh, bitterly disappointed, obviously, as is everybody else. A couple things that, that occur to me, you know, off the top of my head. Uh, we, we spent two weeks hearing random callers call in and, and, and be really, really worried about the punter. And, uh, you know, kind of laughing about how that was the only thing we had to worry about. And, uh, you know, sure enough, the punter hurt us. Um, punter, punter, I, punter really hurt him, Ken. You know, really. the first half, the first half, and this probably was the most disappointing thing to me. The first half of that game went pretty much exactly as I expected the entire game to go. Because they just physically dominated that team. And point of fact, it was 24 to 14 at halftime. If you don't have back-to-back plays where Sayamalu, who, who has maybe had his name called three times all year for a penalty, um, he jumps he, he jumps yeah. early, and then Jalen fumbles yeah. on the on the ensuing play, and that turns into a touchdown. Yeah. <clears throat> it's very likely the score's thirty-one to seven at half. With, with one, but Ken, one exception. Right. Listen, it's possible, but there's one thing I think a lot of people are glossing over when they get to that point when they say that Mahomes would have had an extra possession, and we don't know that he would have gone down and scored. Well, yeah, that's true, but you don't. You also don't know how long it would have taken the Eagles to go the rest of the way down the field and, and score. So, how much time you would have had left? Yeah, well, but, they weren't going to have a fifteen-minute drive. I mean, but but, but the know. point, the the real point is that uh, in the second half, and I really believe in this coaching staff. I've said that before, but I think what you saw in the second half was the superior coaching staff really just took it to the Eagles' coaching staff, and they did. and, and they that did. that's why it was like two different games to me, and it was. I didn't see that coming. So that's, I think, the most disappointing part of it all is I didn't see it coming in the second half. I agree, Ken. Yeah. Listen, Ken, great phone call. Great talking to Saturday. Thanks, pal. You got it. James, let me ask you a question. The guy or gal around here who thinks Andy Reid is vastly overrated, does he or she now know he's an absolute all-timer? Even if he's not truly one of the five best ever's, he is amongst the best ever's. Does that person get it more today? I mean, if they don't, they should. I mean, you know, Andy was awesome last night. He was amazing. It was his finest hour yeah, in pro I, football. I said that before. I it, mean, was it was his, his finest it hour. It was his best, best game he's ever coached. I mean, John, he he put together an offensive game plan, and then he dialed them up at the right time. But fundamentally, it started with he had schematic advantages for his offense born out of total confusion for the defense. He applied so much pressure to the minds. Forget the body. He applied so much pressure to the minds of the Eagles defensive players. They were, they were overmatched based on his schematic brilliance. Creative brilliance. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, they were unprepared by their defensive coordinator to handle it. And, and therein lies, you know, there it is. It was just really smart stuff, and it and it wasn't like groundbreaking new things no one had ever shown no. before. It was just really timely. Hey, we'll take advantage of your tendencies. We're gonna, you know, uh, throw you off with the motions. Three touchdowns netted from yep. motions before the snap that Jonathan Gannon was not prepared for, and so his players didn't know how to deal with those motions it reminded me I, I don't know if anyone's gonna remember this but i'll just say it there's a play first year doug i think it was the second uh game as an eagle remember the eagles got off to three and zero start in 2016 they played a night game in chicago and nelson Aguilar scored a touchdown and my recollection is Aguilar 
motion from the left toward the toward the you know the middle, meaning like behind the Eagles' offensive lineman, and then right when the ball around the time the ball was snapped, he circled back, went out to the left. Carson hit him with a little floater. He caught the ball with ease, went right in the end zone. I was like, wow, what a play! Hadn't seen that in a long time. Hadn't seen that I don't know if ever from the Eagles. It was an easy like there it is. It might have actually been for a first down. It might not have been a touchdown, but whatever it was, it was as they were nearing scoring or they did score. It was just simple stuff, but the Eagles couldn't handle it last night. I mean, Andy Reid did not invent new football last night. He just dialed it up against the tendencies of the Eagles. And, James, what was that fact about Andy Reid with two weeks to prepare? What was that oh, number? Now it's, he, he was 28-4, and four, now he's 29-4. and 29-4. Four. 29-4 and four. 29 and four in his career when he has two weeks to prepare for a game. 29-4. and four. And you could see twenty nine and four. You could see that they yeah. put more in. You know, their offense was more expansive than, than what it would have been had it been a one week preparation. And I just wonder why we didn't see our offense look different. Why we didn't see our defense look different. You know, it was right. it was almost it almost felt at times like it was overconfidence and maybe the first half gave them some degree of overconfidence that they could just keep doing you know, Nick said uh, long ago, uh, after the two and five start in the previous season, his his uh, quote was, "Hey, we just got to double down on what we know works." Did they do that in the Super Bowl? I, I, I Did know. they double down on just the norm, like what got them there, and, instead of branching out and trying to throw new things out there to confuse yep. the the opponent? I think that that's possible. And that's a failure. That's a failure. It is a failure. Look, there's so much to it. One other thing I'll say, and right back to the calls. And then there is the greatness of Mahomes, which can't be underestimated. Because while the main thing that gets discussed with Mahomes is his creative brilliance, the improvised plays, the flip passes, the no-look passes, all that, what people do not talk enough about is he also has the Peyton Manning thing. He knows before the play what he should do. So if it is a structured play, before the snap and after the snap, he's really good at that too. I don't know that he's quite at the same level as Peyton Manning, but he's really good at it. So he's got that. He checks that box. And, and you know what he also checks? I just got to say, I got to give this guy credit. And to me, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. To me, it is a lesson for a lot of people out there in society that, that, that are weak-willed. I mean – Part of the reason the Kansas City Chiefs won that game is he stayed in the game. He fought through it. For all the NBA players, i got to take a night off. Arrest. Got arrest. Can't stub my toe. Can't, can't give it a go. Sorry, coach. Stub the toe. Get your ass up. Get in the game. I mean, Patrick Mahomes had a big chunk of winning that game because of physical and freaking mental toughness. Just it is what it is, man. I did not think – I saw that injury happen live a couple weeks ago. I did not think he could pull this off, and he did. Yeah. Let's talk to Ashley right now. Hi, Ashley. Hey, guys. How's it going? Is this the suicide prevention hotline? <laughs> no, no, it's not, Ashley, but go ahead. Uh, 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 well, I watched the game yesterday. Um, born and raised in Philly. I live in Houston now, so I don't have many people to talk to and cry on their shoulder today, but – I don't know about you guys, but in the second quarter when Mahomes went down, I was angry. I didn't want the game to be won or lost on that whole ankle injury. You guys were just talking about I it I got to tell you, Ashley, the first thought I had is, 
I think the Eagles are going to win anyway, and I hope people nationally don't undervalue the Eagles because they think they got a freebie. Exactly. That's, that's what I that's thought, honestly. Yeah, I was, I was, I got right up and just was extremely angry that in that moment I thought that that's how this was going to play out for the guys. And, you know, how it all worked out, I got way angry, way angrier as the second half went on. But a couple of things that I'm looking back on now, um, man, I can't believe that there were no sacks in this, you know, I think from either team in the entire game. There was one they, that Hurts ran out of bounds. Point. Yeah. Oh, it was a twice. Okay, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. That that to me, I mean, that's that's not a sack, but that's just the way I think about it. And um Yeah, well the Eagle the, the Eagle uh, the Eagles certainly did not. Yeah. And I mean the the way that everything played out, it, you know, I think that both teams were solid all throughout the game. There were very minimal penalties and delays of games and things like that, but I was certainly getting frustrated watching the play clock wind down to awesome. the last second as another caller pointed out um i think little things like that added up big bigger than what that penalty at the end had on the game the effect of all those yeah you know third and longs how many third and longs did we have in that whole game they were nail biters the whole time we i didn't th- look ashley i thought it was strategically bizarre that even in good times the eagles were letting the clock run down you know as much as it did why why would that be bizarre they they were trying to outclock the chiefs and keep mahomes off the field because i thought as the eagles being the better team there's no reason to shorten the game they should lengthen the game i think the eagles are a better team i want more action not less action but yeah. but ashley where i think it got completely out of hand was when the Eagles were then down by eight points, and you knew there's a legitimate chance they essentially need two yeah. two-minute drives, and they took yep. four minutes and seven seconds to run eight plays. Yeah. I mean, it was a complete, yeah. complete debacle. And and, and listen, yep. in, in that way, and Ashton, thanks for the call. In that way, to me, it's very similar to McNabb. Guys, it's not as egregious as Super Bowl Thirty Nine. No one's going to say it's as bad because it wasn't as much time. But it is eerily similar that both times that that occurred – the quarterback was letting the clock run down. The team was huddling up. There was two times the Eagles went no huddle. The other times they huddled up. And the drive actually ended with a touchdown. I mean, a lot of people might not totally remember that ridiculous, disastrous debacle of a Super Bowl 39 fourth-quarter drive actually ended with about a 50-yard touchdown pass from, or maybe it was 40 yards from Donovan to Greg Lewis, which is really similar to what happened last night when, when, when you know, uh, Hertz hit Devontae, just happened to be to the two-yard line. But it took up too much time. So by the time that happened, even though the Eagles got the two-point conversion, the Chiefs milked the clock the rest of the way, kicked the field goal, and the game was over. It was it was really poor clock management. Well, that's it's unacceptable to give the ball back to the Chiefs with 5.15 left I in know. the game and never see it again. I know. But you know it's possible. Four seconds but you know it's way. possible. The way the Chiefs had run it. Your defense has to – I agree. The I, defense I know. got zero stops I, in John, the second half. They scored every time they possessed the ball. That's insane. I, I agree with you. Let's go to Tom and Abington. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. Uh, Joe, thanks for the phone call this weekend. Very magnanimous of you. My pleasure, buddy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, where to begin? I mean, I, I am crushed. I feel soulless. Uh for me personally, that was definitely the worst loss in my lifetime in Philly sports. The one thing that I thought we had in the bag was line play. I thought the trenches, we would beat this team up. Yeah. Bingo, and bingo, bingo, bingo. It just went the opposite way. Yep. I mean, we were we were just manhandled. Um, 
And then to end it, just because I'm so down in the dumps here, I, I know that penalty didn't, didn't – it wasn't the whole game. I get that. But the fact that he threw that flag so late after Mahomes put his arms up in the air, it just yeah. robbed Is us. Is that true, John? I didn't know that. Yeah, I do think there was a timing issue with that. I, I felt like – It was very late flag. It was after Mahomes was complaining. It, I did not yeah. notice that. Okay. Yeah, and it robbed us, and it robbed Jalen of being the hero because you know he's marching us down there, and the Eagles win that game. He's the MVP. So I'm just crushed. It's going to take a long time to get over this one. Thanks for letting me bet, fellas. All right, Tom. Appreciate the phone call, man. Let's talk to Steve and Cherry Hill. Hi, Steve. Hey, Joe. Hey, John. Hey, Steve. Hey, so um, <clears throat> I just want to start off by saying it's such a Philadelphia thing to happen that walrus comes back here 15 years later to come and beat us in the Super Bowl. The guy disappointed us 15 years and couldn't get it done. And, of course, he goes to Kansas City and goes to three Super Bowls in four years. And he's going to be in more, and he's going to win more. Yeah, it's just, it's just such a Philadelphia thing to happen. And I don't really care so much about getting to the, the, uh, getting to the Super Bowl and losing. To me, I'd rather not even go than get there and lose. I disagree. I really disagree, Steve. And I, I think in the future years, you'll you'll not feel that way. That's my guess. I don't know. It's just it's just it's just such a kick to the crotch. It, it is. But yeah. think about what you're asking, Steve. I mean, would you rather the Phillies, for instance, had been eliminated as the fourth you know wild card spot and they didn't make the playoffs and and you lose out on all that October fun? Are you really would you really rather the Eagles this year had gone eight and nine? Didn't make the playoffs. I mean, really? I don't know. It's just, to me, if you're not going to win it all, what's the point? That's just the way I personally feel. Yeah. Well, I know that's kind of, you know, I'm a little out there, but. It's not, I, I, listen, uh, I, I respect your opinion. It's how you feel. It's just not the way I feel. It's just not the way I feel. I, I mean, listen, guys. I think that's let's, a knee-jerk reaction. Yes. It, there's a lot of hurt right now, but there's a lot to be proud of, There's too. a ton to be proud of. There's a yeah, ton today's of not the day. I'm not saying that. it is the day, James. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Let's go to Jack in Bristol. Hi, Jack. Hey, guys. How you doing? I Terrible. don't know, man. We're Actually. just sifting through yeah, life. Well, stupid question to ask. I have two <laughs> quick points that I, I want you guys to pick apart. But first, John, um, you were lamenting about no calls. I called last night and was on hold for you. But in my house, a happy wife is uh, – Mandatory, not uh, happy life. It's, it's, there you it's go. happy wife or else, so I had to get off. Jackie gave us but one of our first, few smiles and laughs today. That's a good line. First first off, uh, somebody ought to give Gannon a dictionary because the, the, the definition of defense is to react, and obviously he doesn't know the definition because he doesn't react. Hmm. And the loss was, uh, in the aggregate, was the, the defense, but – singularly, and this guy was even called out on a replay by Burkhart, Epps is going to inherit Izell Jenkins' nickname. I don't know if you guys remember Izell's nickname. Yeah, but that's not quite fair, Jack, because Izell Jenkins was a cornerback and Epps is a safety. Epps is not supposed to be the best at, you know, going one-on-one with Gus. And and again, that goes back to Gannon. Why would you leave Epps on, on Kelsey? I mean, he just got beat up to the point, like I said, they put him on blast on national TV being flat-footed when he was in the spy position. Yeah. 
But but you know what the other side of that is, Jack? And this is the part we just don't do enough as a fan base. I, you know, just really hear me out for a second. If Travis Kelsey is the best catch, best, um, pass-catching tight end in NFL history, and he probably is, you know, I, I mean, that's tough, man. Whether it's Epps or whomever. I mean, tra- you, you don't know, want Epps I'm not, single, I'm not saying singled you do, up in man I, on Kelsey I, I agree. at any point. I, I agree with you. You know, that's not you know I'm, not an ex- I'm not an expert like you guys, but I, I catch the games, and it seems like his name is never – you really don't even know much about him until it's situations he's just – You talking about Epps? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what, it, I, it, I'll say this. I, I, thought, I thought he had a nice season. I mean, as far as – Players go that don't make a ton of money. I think he's. I think he's an average starter. I think he had a bad night last night. I. I. I don't disagree with that. But I. I. I wouldn't go sweep an indictment of Marcus Epps. But I don't. They, I don't they, think that's fair. They put him in better positions for most of the season. They did. Where where he was able yeah. to work with what they were, you know, teaching him. Yep. And what they asked him to do yesterday was. Yeah. Not. Not normal. That's like a a tight end blocking Hassan Reddick. I get it. Now you're right, John. But but also I'll just say this: you can't have. An all pro at every position. I mean, you just can't. I mean, if if you're going to get AJ Brown, you give him 25 million, and you get a son Reddick, and you give him 15 million, someone's making a million dollars. It's just what it is. And I thought for a million dollars, I thought he had a nice season. Uh, up ahead, time's yours. It should be an all timer. We'll listen. We'll react. Does that mean we're playing defense if we're reacting? We'll do something. I don't know, man. On 94 WIP. Pro and college hoops, hockey, MMA, and so much more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. The official sportsbook for the real Philly sports fan and the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. Bet on player performances. And with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game. Check out our pro basketball team. We're 13.5-point favorites hosting Houston. Over-unders at 226.5. You can bet points, assists, rebounds. Your choices are endless. And how about this amazing opportunity? Join me now. New users get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet is not a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.